Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the serialized audiobook of The Starter, Season 3 of the Galactic Football League series. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. The Starter is also available as an ebook and as an ad free, unabridged audiobook. For links to purchase any version, visit the starter. Two days after the stressful trade discussion, Quentin, Yitzhak Goldman, Virak the Mean, and Chodo the Bright walked down the corridor toward the touchback's landing bay. Manny Sayed had flown in to discuss Quentin's endorsement for Manny's luxury yacht company. Greedock wouldn't let Kraken's players return planetside, not with the season so close and potential bombers possibly lurking in Ionaf City. Yitzhak came along to counsel Quentin, while Virak and Shoto were there for security. As far as Greedock was concerned, everyone was a threat, including a fat, old, one-legged Purist Nation businessman. The two Quith warriors walked in front, each wearing a stun gun strapped on his right side just below the head. It was interesting to see how fast Virak and Shoto's demeanor changed from on-field badass football player to intimidating, cold-eyed gangland enforcer. They had much more experience as the latter, and it showed. Q, Yitzhak said. You limping? Quentin shook his head and tried to walk straighter, but his leg hurt like crazy. When he didn't focus on each step, he did limp. In practice earlier that day, Quentin had felt pressure and scrambled for yards instead of taking a sack. He had dodged Alexander Michnik's huge, heavy G arms only to be leveled by Mumo Killowy. Coach Hokor was furious with both Quentin for not sliding and Mumo for hitting a starting quarterback. Quentin had thought his days of running laps as punishment ended when he became the starting quarterback, but he'd been wrong. You've got to stop insulting Mumo Killowy, Yitzhak said. I don't get that. Why are you making him so mad? He's going to kill you on the practice field. We have to figure out what's up at right guard, Quentin said. If I make Mumo mad, then he comes at me as hard as he can, just like he would in a game. We need to know if Shunan Wan can really block for me. If he can't, we're going to have to try someone else at right guard. Maybe K.O. Kiware can step up. Yitzhak shrugged. If he can make the switch from left guard to right guard, sure. We should also try that Zera Detek kid. I know he's only 18, but that's the biggest damn sentient I've ever seen. Regardless, Quentin, your little science experiment won't matter if you miss the first game because you're digesting inside Mumo's belly. And it's not just our right guard you have to worry about. Vuko Will has to block Ryan Nosek. Kinda sucks to be you, Q. Quentin had been thinking a lot about Nosek, the ISIS Ice Storm's all-pro defensive end. Vuko, the Kraken's right tackle, would have to defend against that gigantic heavy G. Nosek had led Tier 1 in sacks last season. He'd also killed four sentients in his career. Many considered him the best defensive end in football. 
Quentin would square off against him in just eight more days. Just promise me something, Yitzhak said. Please tell me that when we play the ice storm, you're going to slide and stop taking head-on hits if you scramble? If I don't have blocking, I have to run. I can't slide every play, Zach. I have to make things happen out there. Virak the Mean stopped and turned. The Quiff have a saying, Quentin. Which is? It's hard to make things happen when you don't have a head. That's not really a Quiff saying, is it? Close enough, Virak said. Then he continued down the corridor. Quentin followed and said nothing. He knew Yitzhak, Hokor, and even Virak were right. He had to start treating his body like a precious resource. But every slide felt like an admission of weakness. He'd never slid in the PNFL. Of course, back then, he'd been bigger than almost everyone else in the field. He wasn't in the PNFL anymore. They reached the landing bay and boarded the orange and black shuttle. They waited for the airlock to cycle, then the catapult hurled the shuttle out. It would be a short trip. Manny's luxury yacht was also in orbit, only a click away. As the shuttle approached, Quentin took in the yacht's long, flowing, curved lines. It possessed a sleekness that the touchback did not. The Kraken's team ship was an old military vessel, built for efficiency, for combat. The yacht, which was maybe a tenth the length of the touchback, was built for comfort, built for looks. It seemed more like a work of art than a functioning vessel. The yacht's glossy orange hull reflected the stars and the approaching shuttle's running lights. Long, swooping black lines trimmed with white ran the length of the yacht's hull. She's a beauty, Yitzhak said. Wow, that is really a top-of-the-line craft. Yeah, Quentin said. I've never been on a yacht, just seen him in holos. Yitzhak nodded. He, at least, was getting used to the fact that Quentin knew little of the finer things in life. Zack didn't judge, didn't poke fun. Most of the time, anyway. The shuttle carefully slid into the yacht's tiny landing bay. While the touchback's landing bay could hold several large craft, the yachts had barely enough room to lower the shuttle doors. Virak and Shota walked down the ramp first, pedipalp hands on their guns. Beyond them, Quentin saw Manny Sayed standing there, clearly surprised to see two gangland toughs ready to throw lead at the first sign of trouble. Oh my, Manny said. Please, dear sentience, there's no cause for alarm. My crew and I will cooperate in any way possible. That is good, Virak said. We are very much on edge after the terrorist attack during our victory parade. Manny sighed and looked up to the low ceiling. Yes, of course. I should have thought of that. Let me announce to my crew that they must cooperate and stay calm. Acceptable? Yes, yes. Virak and Shoto said together. Manny raised a jeweled hand to his mouth and spoke. Quentin heard Manny's words echo through the landing bay. The same words were probably echoing through the entire ship. He'd met Manny Sayed on the trip from McCovey to the Combine. The overweight man wore flowing blue robes that signified a confirmed member of the purest nation church. Manny also bore the church's primary sign of identification, an infinity symbol tattooed on the forehead. He had the robes and the symbol, true, but he also wore garish, expensive jewelry. Such a display would be frowned upon in purest nation space. Outside the system, no one seemed to care. He had also cut his robe shorter than normal, exposing his bare lower right leg 
and its jeweled sandal. He'd lost his left leg in the Kretorakian takeover. A jewel-studded platinum prosthetic stood in its place. Manny smiled at his guests. I have informed our crew to stay out of our way. Now, Quentin, if your associates are satisfied, may we begin our tour and talk about your possible endorsement of Syed Luxury Craft? Virak and Chodo stepped apart, allowing Quentin and Yitzhak room to walk forward. Manny extended his hand. Praise High One for blessing your journey. Quentin shook the offered hand. Praise the High One for bringing us together. It's good to see you again, Elder Sayed. The traditional purist greeting. Scripted words, but it surprised Quentin to find that he meant them, that it felt good just to say them. Manny was another reminder of home. A home that Quentin hated with all his soul, but still, it was home. Manny turned and gestured that Quentin should walk side by side with him. Manny's jewelry clinked with every movement. His prosthetic foot clonked with each step. This vessel is the marquee model, Manny said as they walked. It has its own shuttle, suitable for four beings. We sent the shuttle out to make room for the touchback shuttle, which is quite a bit larger. The marquee model also has one lifeboat, suitable for five sentients, or maybe three of your size. As they walked, Quentin took it all in. The ship looked brand new. There weren't even any scuffs on the landing bay's metal deck. In the corridor, everything looked extremely expensive, from the dark wood of the walls to the polished metal trim and moldings. Smart carpets, framed artwork, everything clean and new and sparkling. He'd only seen one place that so reeked of money and power, Greedock's headquarters in the Kraken's building. Quentin barely noticed that Virak and Shoto followed along. As big as the warriors were, they seemed well-practiced at fading into the background. The corridor led into a large salon. Thick couches and chairs made of some kind of cured animal skin, tables and chairs of a rich, exotic wood, and walls made of smart material. Classy sculptures sat in each corner. Holo frames dotted the walls, showing slowly shifting images of the galaxy's greatest artworks. This is the standard display, Manny said, gesturing to the smart walls and holoframes. But just for you, we programmed a special configuration. He snapped his fingers. The images and holos shifted to a football theme. Quentin was a little embarrassed to see himself in all of the images. Like the buildings of Ionath City, the walls around him came alive with many versions of Quentin Barnes in action. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Manny continued the tour. The yacht had the main salon, a spacious bar which John Tweedy would just love, Quentin knew, a beautiful kitchen, a dining room that would seat 15 sentients, a bridge, and five staterooms, each bigger than the last. The master stateroom alone was larger than Quentin's entire quarters back in the touchback. This is really cool, Quentin said. He felt a little strange being in such a place, like he didn't deserve to be surrounded by such grandeur. Finery like this belonged to the upper classes, not to a dirty orphan from McCovey. I have one more thing that might interest you. Manny said. He led them to the back of the master stateroom, to the bathroom. With a sweeping gesture, he showed a large shower. Metal tile floors and walls, six shower heads that would spray from all angles. Quentin smiled. Manny, only a nationalite would have thought of that. I figured that you would like it. Yitzhak leaned in and squinted his eyes. Hey, that's not a nanite shower. Does that thing shoot water? Don't worry about it, Quentin said as they left the stateroom. It's a purest nation thing. You wouldn't understand. Manny led them back to the stateroom. This ship is called the Hypatia, but if you choose to endorse my modest little company, you can name her whatever you like. Quentin laughed. What, is that part of the advertising or something? I can say, I like these boats so much, I name one. How is that going to help sell your ships? It's up to you. Manny said. You'll loan her, after all. 
Quentin looked around as if he hadn't really seen the ship at all when he'd first walked through. Yeah, I don't know, Manny. How much does it cost? The Marquis is our top-of-the-line model. With punch drives, you can go anywhere in the galaxy, even use the primary shipping lanes just like a transport. The Hypatia, as she sits right now, would go for 15 million credits. Quentin let out a long whistle. He made just over one million a season. He felt almost relieved that such an ostentatious display of wealth was outside of his means. Despite his newfound fortune, there was always a reminder of wealth's ever-increasing levels. Yeah, I can't afford that, he said. But it's very classy, Elder said. If it would help your business, I'd be happy to endorse your ships. What would I get paid for it? Uh, Q, Yitzhak said. I don't think you understand. What Manny is saying is that if you endorse his company, you get the Hypatia. She's yours. Quentin playfully pushed Yitzhak away. Yeah, right. Come on, Zach. I wasn't born yesterday. Mr. Goldman is right, Manny said. We can't have you endorsing our ships without knowing what it's like to own one, Quentin. The Hypatia is the fee for your endorsement. Sign with me, and she's yours. Quentin stared at Manny, then looked around the salon. Everything in the room spoke of prestige, of position. This can't be for, for me. Yitzhak laughed. Q, they painted it orange and black and put in a water shower. Who else would it be for? But all this? Mine? I'm just... He started to say, an orphan, but caught himself. I'm just a second-year quarterback. I haven't won anything. You will, Manny said. Quentin, I believe you are about to become one of the best-known names in the galaxy. I'm willing to gamble on that with this big investment. But I can't fly, Quentin said. Could I even afford the crew you have up here? Well, they're mostly for show, Manny said. You can learn with just two weeks training. Sail the galaxy solo. Now, if you sign to endorse my company, you will represent us for the next five years. We get two full commercial shoots per off-season, one per regular season. We have the right to use your face, name, image, and likeness in any ad we choose. Oh, no, Yitzhak said, his tone suddenly shifting from happy and amazed to serious, even borderline angry. Quentin gets final approval on all ads. Manny nodded. Acceptable. And no regular season or postseason shoots. Forget it, Manny. You can't expect a starting quarterback to take time away from the season or the playoffs. Manny looked to the ceiling as he thought, then spoke. Acceptable. But I will require a commercial shoot one week after the close of the season. That should allow enough time for any bruises and breaks to heal. I need that photogenic face to be very photogenic. Until then, I will use GFL-licensed still shots and news footage to make one commercial. Is that acceptable? Yitzhak looked at Quentin. That sounds fair, Q. Do you agree? Quentin nodded, not really understanding what was happening. He felt that both men were negotiating in good faith, and he trusted Yitzhak. Did this mean that his backup quarterback was also his agent? Fine, Manny said. Quentin, we have a deal? Quentin chewed at his lower lip. Look, Elder said, I just don't see why people are going to buy yachts because I have one. I want to make sure that, well, you know, you'll get a fair deal. Manny's smile widened. He patted Quentin on the shoulder the way an uncle would do to a beloved nephew. 
Quentin, my boy, that's for me to worry about. If there's one thing Manny knows in this universe, it's what rich men will do with their money to feel young again. I appreciate your concern, but I know exactly what I'm getting into. Quentin looked at Yitzhak, who simply nodded. Such a beautiful ship. More than a ship. A home. And all his? He'd never even dreamed of such a thing. Okay, Quentin said. Manny said, you have a deal. Manny suddenly started clapping, the clink of jewelry loud in the salon. Excellent. I'll make the adjustments to the contract right now, then we can sign. Mr. Goldman, will you review the changes? Yitzhak nodded, then wandered around the salon. He ran his fingers over the wooden trim, over sculptures, along the crystal walls. This ship is really something, Q, he said. What are you going to call her? It already has a name. Yitzhak shrugged. She has a name. You own her. You call her whatever you like. Quentin thought a name might pop into his head, but none did. I don't know, Zack. The Hypatia sounds kind of classy. It did sound classy. Sounded like something a rich man would own. Manny waddled over to Yitzhak and handed him the contract box. Yitzhak concentrated, reviewing the details. Quentin looked out a viewport at the touchback, a kilometer away. That was his favorite ship. The Hypatia was beautiful, to be sure, but for all her gloss and polish, she did not have a built-in football field. Manny brought the box over and offered it to Quentin. Quentin slid his finger inside. Manny did the same. The machine quickly recorded their genetic makeup, linked up to the intergalactic business database, verified their identities, then gave a low beep to indicate the transaction had been recorded. Congratulations, Manny said. You, my young friend, have one of the best ships in the galaxy. I know many a high-ranking elder that will be very jealous. Quentin nodded, but those words bothered him. He knew what it was like to feel jealousy over the possessions of others. He'd never thought he could make someone feel the same. He didn't want to make someone feel the same. Still, the deal was done, and if Manny was happy and successful, then that was the most important part. Yitzhak ran his hand over the polished metal trim one more time. He put his hands at his sides, stared at the surface a little longer, then turned and nodded at Manny. I'll take one! Quentin laughed at the joke, but Manny clearly didn't get it. Excellent, Manny said, his fat face breaking into a wide smile. You see, Quentin, only five minutes in and your endorsement has already brought me a sale. Mr. Goldman, I'll have my customization team contact you, and we'll start building models and material sample decks for your review. Quentin smiled sheepishly, a little embarrassed for his new sponsor. Manny, relax. Zack is messing with you. No, I'm not, Yitzhak said. Seriously, Manny, this is beautiful work. I want one for myself. Quentin's smile faded. Zack, what are you doing? You can't buy one of these. Why not? Because he just said they're like 15 million credits. And not to be a jerk or anything, but I'm the one endorsing Manny, okay? So it wouldn't be cool if you tried to cut in on that. I don't need an endorsement, Quentin, Yitzhak said. And I know how much they cost. Trust me, big fella. I can afford it. Quentin looked from Yitzhak to Manny, assuming there was still some kind of a joke, but that now he was the target. Manny had his right hand up, palm flat, 
a projected holo interface floating in the air above his skin. His left pointer finger tapped at floating icons, moving information around. Quentin saw Yitzhak's face in the icons, realized that Manny was creating a customer profile. There was no joke. Yitzhak was buying a shucking yacht. Manny looked up from his hand. This just for in-system cruising, or do you want the punch drives? Punch drives, Yitzhak said. Gotta have the punch drives. But how? Quentin said. I mean, it would take me like ten seasons to buy one. More even. Pine couldn't even buy one. Pine wasted his money, Yitzhak said. His tone made Quentin wonder how much Yitzhak knew, if he knew that Pine had gambled away his fortune, if he knew that Pine had thrown games to pay back part of that debt. Okay, Quentin said. I see your point with Pine, but, I mean, I'm the starting quarterback and I couldn't afford this. Yitzhak shrugged. I tried to tell you, Q. You really don't make that much. Manny looked up again. Will you want a courtesan suite? I'm married, Yitzhak said. So that's a yes. Happily married, Mr. Sayed. So no on the courtesan suite. Married, Quentin said. You mean, like a wife? And two kids, Yitzhak said. He held out his hand and tapped his wrist, calling up a palm holo. A smiling brunette with her arms around two little boys, both dressed in miniature Kraken's uniforms. Their numbers, of course, were both 14. Yitzhak's number. Yitzhak was smiling, seemed to be waiting for something. People with kids expected some kind of comment. Uh, cute, Quentin said. Couple of little future quarterbacks there. Yitzhak smiled wider and nodded, then tapped away the palm up. That they are. Next to marrying Ahava, little Shem and Caleb are the best things I've ever done. Quentin held back a snort. Yitzhak had the accomplishment of being a professional quarterback in the GFL and getting married and having kids were the best things he'd ever done? With a perspective like that, no wonder he was third string. You should meet them. Shem wants one of your jerseys, which is a little annoying for Daddy. I haven't seen them since Greedock sequestered us on the touchback. Once he lets us go back to Ionath, we'd love to have you over for dinner. Right. Dinner with some old couple and a pair of brats? Quentin could think of far more fun things to do. Uh, sure, he said. We'll see if we can set that up. Yitzhak laughed and shook his head. Yeah, right. You just keep going out with your bachelor buddies Tweety and Yasud. I remember those days, Q. It's cool. But if you ever want a home-cooked meal, you let me know. Manny finished his data entry. Mr. Goldman, we will be in touch. Quentin, we'll leave the crew on board for security purposes for the rest of the season. No charge. She'll just stay in orbit around Ionath until then. But you can take her at any time. The crew can go with you or call for a shuttle that'll take them back down to the surface. Whatever you prefer. We'll be in touch about that first commercial. Acceptable? Quentin looked to Yitzhak, who nodded. Acceptable, Quentin said to Manny. I guess I'll see you then. They shook hands with the man, Manny's jewelry ringing in time. Virak and Shoto led Quentin and Yitzhak back to the shuttle. Quentin used the ride back to concentrate, to focus. All these thoughts of yachts, of business, of Manny, and of the purest nation were interesting, but they wouldn't win football games. The time for such things was over. Preseason preparation was almost complete. 
In the next few hours, the touchback would begin the flight to the planet Tower. A five-and-a-half-day trip, punching from one shipping lane point to the next. And on the seventh day, he would play his first game in Tier 1. You have been listening to The Starter, Season 3 of the Galactic Football League Series. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. Produced by Ariok Morningstar with post-production by Steve Rickyberg. For more information on Scott and more free stories, go to scottsigler.com. Theme music is the song The Kids Are Coming For You by the band Superweapon. Superweaponband.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.